Welcome to Peaceside, the podcast of the 2018 Commonwealth Junior and Cadet Fencing Championships. I'm Sean Walton. And I'm Karen Bashir. And here we are again, day seven. Penultimate day, uh, first day of uh, junior teams. Yeah, we're, we're in the home straight, uh, but <laughs> it's a, a, thoroughly, a thoroughly good day's fencing, high quality fencing certainly, uh, finishing with a, a great bit of excitement. Best, best moment of the championships. Yeah, I think you, I think you probably are right. So um, I had a, a busier day today uh, on the interview front. Uh, I got a, a couple of interviews in, and first one of the the day in one of his many extended breaks in what's not a busy schedule. I don't get the feeling mm. uh, was with one of our referees, Chris Lennon, uh, who I now discover is both British and Irish. And only vaguely Northern Irish, as he's described in the announcements uh, at these championships, uh, just to get a bit of an insight of what it's like for the referees here and what they do when they're not refereeing at these things. Chris, thanks very much for joining us. Pleasure to be here, Sean. So I wanted to, to get from you what it's like to be a, a referee at, at these championships. How does it compare to, to refereeing at, say, a, a, a World Cup or a, or a domestic Open? Well, it's it's quite similar to the World Cups. You do about the same, but compared to domestic opens, the work rate, the amount you actually have to do as a referee is a lot, lot lower. It's a lot of sitting around because the number of rounds are fewer. There's a lot fewer fences than you'd see at any domestic event. And the number of referees we have is actually much, much higher than you'd expect to see at anything domestic. So we find ourselves quite often sitting around for two to three hours between rounds where we'll be refereeing and a championship like this where you're switching between weapons as well right now we just finished the last day of the men's foil and now we've got maybe a two two and a half hour break before the semi-finals again so quite a lot of downtime which gives us time for this <laughs> well that's good well, i'm very very grateful for that um so what i mean i'm not interviewing referees all the time so what, so what else do you do to fill the time in the referees room which you know generally speaking m- mere m- mortals are not allowed into well um it varies week to week. Usually you'll try and bring a book with you or a laptop to get some work done. This um, this week I've been trying to spread myself around. I go out and watch some fencing, um, speak to the coaches and stuff. Uh, one of the referees, Mike Salter, brought with him his hard drive. So he's been sticking on Disney films in the restroom, which has actually surprisingly managed to keep us all in there because usually organisers are desperate to keep us from wandering off. Um, and... I believe British fencing have been considering making it official policy, so I might be seeing a bit more of that. <laughs> That's interesting news. I'm, I'm delighted to hear. What, what should be your uh, favourite Disney movie been so far? Then, so so far this week, I think I'd probably have to say Finding Dory because I hadn't seen it before. But we've had we've had a few on. <laughs> I see already this interview's taken a turn that I wasn't entirely <laughs> expecting. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, obviously, you, you refereed a, a lot of events, which uh, standard-wise would be higher than this. What, what's your feeling about being about the the quality of the fencing that you've seen this week? It's it's very low ways. In, in one way, before the week, um, I was a little bit not not concerned, but slightly apprehensive about the quality because, of course, the Wushu World Championships are going on right now in China, and we know that for some nations, their top fencers are out there and weren't able to attend this event. It's also the it's the school term time still in Australia, so I know they were struggling to bring their top fences. So we're missing a few of the nations which have been mainstays of the event for the past few cycles. So countries like Singapore, which in the past have been very, very strong, such as the, at the senior event in Largs last time round, didn't manage to bring their full squads. But despite that, like 
watching across all the weapons, I've been really impressed. The Australians brought a um, brought a cadet women's foilist, Lukens, who ended up winning the event and really impressed me. There was a junior Canadian yesterday too who blew blew everyone away, including one of your students. I'm sorry to say, though she did very very well in the final and. The level, the level of women's foil in the event, I've I've been quite impressed by. The um, the men's foil, I think, is a bit weaker. I think it'll be a struggle today for anyone to take on England, but we'll um, we'll see how that goes. I do have to mention one in particular. Um, I didn't know much about the Indians coming into this event, um, and their level across some of the other weapons, the women's have varied a little bit, but their men's foilists, particularly at cadet level have been excellent they've got a really high work rate and particularly in the cadet team event they got a surprise win against canada because they worked harder and wanted it more and their their sabreurs i mean anyone who's watching on the stream i think it speaks for themselves how good those are they're absolutely excellent that's great thanks very much indeed Chris, for joining me i'll let you get back to the, the latest disney offering before you have to do a bit more work sometime oh, much later in the day thank you very much Sean. it was a pleasure to be here well as you can see he's he's painted a fairly light picture of the demands on his time. Not too much in the way of refereeing, quite a lot of hanging around, quite a bit of Disney. A lot of Disney in the referee's room. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't quite know how to describe it. But look, we can't do a fencing competition without the referees. And uh, I think the biggest challenge for them is sometimes when they're doing two two weapons on the same day. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and they work really hard, um, mainly with a smile on their face. Uh, For the most part, yeah. yeah. For some of them, that doesn't entirely suit them, but they are trying their best. <laughs> no, no names, no comment. No. <laughs> uh, but no, really. But, but if any of you are listening, you probably know who I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. If you think if you if you think that's you, it's probably you. I would have said so. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they, they they work really hard, and they're part of a, a team of people uh, that sometimes get forgotten that you know without whom we cannot have the competitions, and and they've been brilliant here. A couple of uh, Italian referees to to bring some true independence onto the piece, but yeah. uh, generally a good mix. And it looks like uh, they've been quite good about making sure all the countries are represented later yeah. on in the tournament. Yeah, there's been, been good coverage from, from all across the Commonwealth countries that are, are taking part here, I, I think, anyway. Yeah, so I don't see any obvious omissions. No, so good on them, and uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do occasionally grumble about referees. It's you know part of the remit for being a coach. And uh, no referee is going to get everything right, but I, thought, I think generally the standard of referee has been extremely high. Excellent, and and using the uh, the arbitrage system, the video replay system, uh, Commonwealth's um, another another tick in the box for the organising committee here to make sure that that's run properly and um, uh, and and the, and the referees are used to it. So if it's not there, then it, it sometimes can be a challenge. So having that was brilliant as well. Yeah, I quite agree. So, uh, thank, thanks to Chris for giving up his, uh, his, uh, Disney watching to, to speak to me. So on, on to the actual action of the day. Uh, as you say, first day of junior team action and we had, uh, women's epi, men's foil and women's saber rounding off the day. Yeah. Sort of traditional running order of the, the weapons through, through the championships and a fair bit of high quality fencing going on there and, England on for three gold medals at the start of the the, the gold medal matches as well, yeah. featuring in every single one of those finals. Yeah, I mean the the strength and depth of the England squad is kind of undeniable. The top of the medals clearable by by a long way. Um, all the scores look powerful. There's no real obvious weak links. I mean, some of, some of the squads have had 
off days, but uh, overall they are undeniably the sort of big team. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's been the way for quite some time now. Uh, yeah, and, and I think you know other the other teams over the years have, you know, they might have had a good Saber squad or a good Epe squad or a good Foil squad, but and maybe a couple of times in the last two decades, a team will come with you know a good Foil and Saber squad, so they'll start to challenge, but. Uh, certainly in recent history, in my memory, England have always been the ones to beat. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Without any sort of national bias at all. So clearly we're rooting for the England. No, we weren't clearly rooting for the England <laughs> teams. But um, our, our first final of the day was England against Canada. Uh, Cream, just remember, because I don't have the bit of paper in front of me, of how they got there. Uh, England beat Wales in the uh, semi-finals, uh, 45-31. Canada beat Scotland, 45-40. Scotland went on to beat Wales in the bronze medal match. Uh, so they, they were on the podium again today night 45 39 that was uh so england uh a stronger team on paper um and you you, you know you look at the first two going on to the piece laura sheffield and daniel lawson um and then you look down to the third one alex powell and then like that's a good trio that's a really good trio yeah it was pretty difficult to pick the the weak link in that opening lineup yeah and uh canada lined up with um elizabeth douglas liana louis I think I think it's Louis, but we were saying Lou on commentary, oh. and I think someone came up to me and said, um, it's "Another Louis. mispronunciation." I hate uh, that. It's a Chinese name, and so actually, technically, it should be Louis Liane. But anyway, uh, there we go. And uh, the the one that really impressed me actually in the Canadian team was Kira Bella Usuf, who um, I think is the youngest. We haven't actually had that confirmed. No, we we couldn't, but that was our our speculation at the time when we were doing the commentary. So she looks the youngest of yeah. the three. Uh, she really impressed me, but. England started well, five one, and, uh, and yeah, started well, progressed well, finished well. It was uh, yeah, it was never really in doubt. Certainly after, I mean, the first couple of legs they were a long way up. What was it five hits up, four or five? F- Fifteen nine at th- after three, yeah. twenty seven twenty six after six. So the Canadians stayed in it, but you know, Epe, if you're in control, mm. you know the. The English team got to a point where they, you said it, you know, they got to a point where they were able to just relax off and and keep them keep the Canadians active, but yes. they didn't have to take any risks. No, exactly. They, they could be afford to be as patient as they liked. It, it was all about Canada trying to make the running. And yeah. uh, I felt perhaps the Canadians could have had more of a go at it. To be honest, yeah, I um, agree. They were a little a little shy in, in pressing for. To try and make up that that deficit, and there was that seventh leg between uh, Belarus and um, Alexandra Powell, where uh, it looked like the Canadian was taking two steps forwards, and I don't mean two steps forwards as in <laughs> physically advancing down the piece, but she was making gains on on Powell, yeah, only for Powell to then change what she was doing to come back so it was kind of two steps forwards and in the end it ended up being three steps back because Powell came through that fight 8-7 yeah, and finished as you can tell from me saying it was 8-7 in the seventh fight the, they fell away from the, the target score yeah. relatively early on because the English just stopped pressing yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was controlled. I mean, the final score was forty-five. The, the finish forty-five thirty-four. So the, uh, England pulled away as Canada did try and press at yeah. the end, and it was a six-two win for Daniel Lawson uh, against uh, Liana Louis at the end. Um, 
as Louis did go after it. Yes. And, and yeah. uh, Daniel very, very professionally uh, finished the job. And that's the thing. It was a good win for England. Mm -hmm. I think that they were the strongest team, but there's a difference between a good win and uh, an entertaining match to watch. Yeah, I mean, if you're a, an avid England supporter, you'd be thoroughly delighted with that convincing win. But I think for most neutrals, probably would have wanted to see something a bit more closer and a bit more entertaining, even if the, the actual quality was high. The quality was fantastic and can't question it. But yeah, I agree. The, uh, as a, as a, as a spectacle, it's, it was kind of like a, a four nil at half time and a team, you know, in football and team yeah. winning six, six nil. It was, yeah, it was over before it started. Yes. That, that is pretty much how it felt. So c congratulations to England for their first junior team medal of the, of the championships. Um, Congratulations to Scotland, who beat my team, Wales, in the bronze medal match as well. Oh, see, I wasn't going to mention that, but now that you bring it up, yeah, well done, girls. <laughs> yeah, no, they did, they did, they did really well, uh, the Scots, and I think the Scots have. I got, I just, I don't know, I just didn't think the Scottish team were going to get as many medals as they have done here. I mean, they're always contenders, mm. um, but I think they probably outperformed the expectations that the team managers would have thought they have at the beginning i i think that most of the strong chances that they felt they had have have produced so i think they're probably not outperformed but certainly hit hit close to close to their, their maximum but i think you've had a couple of bonuses as well yeah i think i think you have i think yeah, I, I, yeah. maybe that's you know i don't see as much cadet and junior fencing uh certainly domestically as uh as i do with the international senior stuff yeah. but um yeah, when I look around the field of play and, you know, it's kind of like almost on a, oh, I know that name. I've written that name for a British fencing article or oh. whatever. And I didn't see so many of those names in the Scottish team. Uh, okay, yes. I suppose that in there I'll be more familiar with them and uh, another quality fencing that's, yeah. that's out there. Yeah, and it is good. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. So, well done, Scotland. Uh, but ultimately, it was England who uh, take the, the, the big gong. Yep, yep. Yes, maybe. I mean, I, I do slightly worry that in the in the juniors, there's so much depth in the English squads as we described that it may become a little bit processional. But uh, yeah, some glimmers of hope. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and the Canadians, uh, you know, they 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 fought well to get to the gold medal match. So good yeah. on them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so on to some uh, some men's foil. Yeah, the men's foil. Another England. We said at the top that uh, England were in every gold medal match, and it was another England Canada. Uh, fight off. Um, England came through India in the semi-finals, forty-five seventeen. Yeah, so not uh, not the best day for the Indian boys in the semi-finals. Uh, Canada beat Scotland, forty thirty-nine. Yeah, that was absolutely agonising. To be honest, I, I, I sat and watched all of that. Um, Scotland were ahead for a, a good chunk of it. Uh, Canada got marginally ahead, stretched lead a bit more. Um, Alex Alexander Jones, who was the, the finisher for Scotland, was a, a lot of work to do in the final leg. Five hits down, I think he was going on to the, on for the final leg. Uh. Um, clawed it back to within, within one hit uh. with very, very little time left uh. and had to, had to throw himself in there uh. and, and got picked off with a counter attack. But, uh, it's a very, very young Scottish team. Um, Alexander Jones is a final year junior, but the other two starters in the semi final were Joe Donahue, who it, the oldest is 15 <laughs> and Jamie Cook who is 13 
Yeah. So there's loads of time for these guys. It Future's was, uh, bright for them. Yeah, definitely. It was a, but I think an impressive per- performance. Perhaps because of the how agonisingly close it was for them in the end and clawing back from, from coming from behind, yeah. get coming back within touching distance and then just being pipped at the line um, may have had an effect on their psyche in the bronze medal match because uh, India came through that having recovered from a 45-17 defeat, as yeah. I said, to England to win the bronze medal 45-35. And that's, uh, yeah, Lessons for the Scottish lads. Not they. Hopefully, they'll walk away. Yeah, I mean, with I, some. I really hope that they do because they they missed out on a medal in the cadet teams as well. With um, a lot of the a lot of the same. Well, three of the five mm. juniors were also fencing in the cadets. Um, so they've they've missed out on medals. Well, hopefully that makes them hungry next time round. But yeah, I think the the narrow loss in the semi final had a more devastating effect than a really heavy loss did for the Indians in the other half. Yeah. It, I mean, it certainly looks like that. And, but, you know, with with young lads that age, um, you know, they're resilient. Yeah, back and absolutely. And hopefully, yeah. they'll, you know, they've got a good structure around them that will support them coming back. And, you know, there's some tenacity in that, that men's full team, for sure, in the Scottish team. But uh, another medal for India. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will console myself with the fact that uh, an Indian medal is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good thing. Um, but yeah, but so England, England face Canada again for the final. Yes, indeed, another another England Canada match up, and uh, this one certainly bore similarities with the women's EPI match earlier. Uh, Possibly except, more so, except right? yeah, and a kind of more extreme version of it. Yeah, I mean, you said right at the beginning of commentary that well, you said England to win. I mean, it, it was it was pretty clear, but. Good start for Canada. Uh, they did. Uh, the Canadian opener and closer, uh, Christopher Sheardown, yep. um, got off to flying start with a 5-2. 4-2. It finished on 4-2 time. 4-2 on that's right, yes. So that, and I think that was quite impressive that he didn't, he was, he was, uh, he kept the fight alive. He didn't feel like it was slow. No, not at uh, all. But he was, he was really good, Chris Sheardown. I thought he was really good and I thought, hello. Because I was with you that England was strong, but I hadn't seen enough of Canada during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, that's a good start. And uh, that was, uh, I don't want to say all we saw from Canada, but they only then scored three hits twice. And that was the most in a single bout for the rest of the, for the, rest of the match. Uh, and once England found their strike, 15-10 at the, after the third, uh, and thirty fifteen after the sixth, I think yeah. that kind of tells its own story. And it was another great performance from the English team. A good performance, some good, really nice hits as well. So oh yeah, nice absolutely quality fencing. I mean, yeah, I am, <clears throat> I am a big fan. Certainly, of the, the two fencers I'm most familiar with out of the out of the English squad are Dominic Dalmida and and Harry Bird because they both fenced at uh, senior World Cups and yeah. occasionally seen them at things like that, and uh, they produced some decent senior domestic results as well, and. Um, I, I think both of them have got a very bright future and having seen the rest of the squad now I think uh, British men's foil is in a, in a pretty healthy place at, at the junior level and that, uh, yeah. that uh, fills me with a bit of optimism for, for the future at senior level as well Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ben Bates of course came in as the sub he he, he replaced Harry Bird uh, in the seventh leg and I mean just like for like replacement he was he was excellent very good moving nicely and hand speed very good we talked about hand speed in 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 the uh commentary and it's very impressive very impressive yeah i mean it's funny that you talk about a like for like 
replacement because aside from the, the sort of shared technical quality of the English men's foilists, they are a terrifyingly big bunch. Um, I, I passed them on the way back to the accommodation. Yes. And it, it, it was like walking past a rugby team or something. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, that, that seems to be the, uh, the mold for junior British men's foilists, kind of big and a bit terrifying, but actually quite likable. Oh, very nice lads. Yeah, very nice. I, I, I think I must have seen them about two minutes before you as you, yes. I was standing yes, waiting for you to arrive and they were, they came out of the, the accommodation block and uh, I, I think it was Dom, Dominic said to me um, I'm going to be listening to the commentary later on I hope you said nice things about us and my, uh, the only thing I could say back to him you know was this is, you know, training my neck so I could actually talk to him was um, I said nice things about the other three I mean <laughs> you not so much so I suppose I better balance that out by saying he, uh, he was he was very impressive uh, he, no, that's he, really he, funny because <clears throat> when I saw him Two minutes later, yes, maybe less than that, he asked me exactly the same question. Yeah. He said, I hope you were nice about me. I said, well, uh, oh, no, I think he, he phrased it slightly differently. I think I said, I hope you only said nice things about us. I said, oh, I was nice about everybody else, but I was really rude about you. <laughs> so he's now gone out to dinner thinking, oh go back and have a look at the live stream and see what they say. Definitely going to listen to that. <laughs> Our story's been entirely consistent. <laughs> Brilliant! Excellent. Oh, Dominic, if you do listen to this at some later point, I'm really sorry for uh, for winding you up like that. It was I hope just it's all... a wind up, uh, yeah, <laughs> just a wind up. Uh, you know, yeah, he he fenced you. I was really impressed with his fencing, actually. Dominic. Yes, indeed, very, very good. And um, and like you say, all of them, all of them, very good. But uh, you know, and Connor, Connor, after that uh, difficult start, four mm-hmm. two, pulled it back together and finished with a plus five indicator. So yeah. he he. Uh, he comes away with uh, a gold medal from here after the disappointment of losing the gold in the individual match. Mm-hmm. So uh, good on him. Ben Bates was great. Harry Bird, two golds yeah, from Newcastle. So well done. Decent couple of days work, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's okay. You can go home happy and have a little summer break now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but yes, it was a, uh, for all, for all that were obviously clearly uh, being slightly fanboyish about the Englishmen's 14, a nice bunch of lads and a great fencing. Wasn't a particularly exciting final after the initial flurry of action in the first first fight, um, but a quality win. Yeah, forty five twenty three. It yeah. was uh, professionally done. Uh, a little bit of showboating in there just to show some personality, but just not too, not too much. Not too yeah, much. Didn't overdo it. Yeah, didn't yeah, so, it. No, good. Well done. Yeah, yeah. So on to our our last one of the day. A bit, yes. of a, a bit of crash bang walk to finish the day off the women's, <laughs> women's sabre yes. and uh, if you were looking for your excitement in the final session this is where it was happening if you go back and you only watch one team match uh, we've got one day to go so at this point in the competition if you go back and only watch one team match uh, watch the gold medal in the uh, junior women's sabre England came through Scotland 45-37 in the semi-finals so Scotland there again in the semi-finals doing well mm-hmm. uh, and India beat Wales in the other semi-final 45-39 Scotland went on to beat uh, Wales again uh, 45-43 and uh, your anchor fencer Elsie Llewellyn yeah, yeah she came back from five hits down in the last leg so you know uh, it's hard it's a hard it's hard this has been tough championships for the Welsh team the very young team yeah very very young team um, but you know, from a personal point of view, hard to watch uh, them getting so close. Mm-hmm. 
and then yeah, without coming out with some yeah. tang- tangible reward. Only one bronze medal so far. Yeah. So, um, but hopefully that you know they'll learn from this as well. But yes. great, great finish from uh, Elsie. Really, really strong. I watched, I watched bits and bobs of that match, and obviously came down at the, it, to watch it up close at the end. And yeah. uh, you know, thinking here's the here's the second medal. Come on, team! And she fenced well. She fenced. She fenced. Really well, can't take it away from her. And uh, Scotland got the bronze. So, and it was so it was a good, good bronze medal match. Yes, know, absolutely. Sort of teed yeah, teed up yeah, for the I, gold. Uh, I, because I was trying to set up a, a later interview uh, at that point, I missed most of the third, fourth place playoffs. Uh, so I only caught the very, very end of that. So quite how it got to that point, I, I really couldn't tell you anything about. But it was up, it, it was up and down. You know, it did yeah. change hands a little bit, but but Wales seemed to have pulled it together in in six, seven, and eight yeah. to get that five hit lead, and it looked like um, they were going to go on and win it. It yes. looked like the momentum was with them, and so you know, uh, the, the Scots changed it round. Mm. Um, yeah. Fighting spirit coming yeah. through, and um, and deserved the win. Well, I, th- I think Elsie Llewellyn has emerged from uh, these championships as a, a quality performer. If, if any. That anybody wasn't aware of her before, um, with the the live stream coverage of this, hopefully there'll be a lot more people aware of her, her fencing because she is a quality act. And I was speaking to a couple of people earlier on today who had said almost from the time she started fencing, she looked something special. Her kind of approach to it was very, very focused and very determined. And she's looked, she's looked great. Yeah, don't come around very often, those ones. I mean, yeah. you might get one or two a year coming through, you know, a big club. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep one in 20, you've, you've done well. But yeah. good. It was it was good. And, and she she took Scotland over the line. So it was a good win. But the gold medal match. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get to it because it's um, well worth talking to. Yeah, first two finals of the night, pretty straightforward. And, in, before, and England on for the hat trick. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That would be a very... It'd be a very fine night for them. Yeah, um, and they they came out with uh, Ellen Robbins Wilkinson, Sophia Potter, and the individual gold medalist uh, in the juniors, uh, Shreya Anil, with Jenna Bray in reserve. And the Indians had uh, Somia Sundara Raj, uh, Hussein Preet Kaur, who was the silver medalist. Yeah, who. Uh, Lost in an agonising battle with uh, Shrianal, who Anil fenced perfectly in, in the last uh, period of that fight to win. Uh, and the third Indian uh, member of the team was Sanya Sanya. Uh, and uh, they had a reserve in Shivani, but they didn't use their reserve either. So no. it was the three starters yeah, for both teams yeah. that came they're, out. They're all the way through. And... Uh, well, there's so much to say about this. I don't, I don't really know where to start. But look, let's just say it was really, really super tight after the first three at, thir- at the third, so the third way. So you could not tell who was going to win. No, absolutely uh, not. With yeah. Potter going on against Sanya and um, Reesting, the lead changed hands. Yes, <laughs> so that's right. Because India were ahead after the first couple. Yeah, and um, looking looking good at that point. Sanya had a tough, tough third leg. Ten four, Potter just. Blitzer on the piece and yeah. I took it to fifteen fourteen, um, and th- and then it, and then the two teams sort of just sort of it's like throwing a ball between each other in, in between each in, in between each legs. India took the lead in the, after the fourth twenty seventeen, England took it back twenty five twenty three, but then England put I think I said they put their foot on the gas and yeah. then pressed harder. 
and they went 30-24 up after six. Yeah, it did look a decisive break at that point. Uh, and, you know, he felt maybe that, yeah, they were pulling away and India were going to struggle to, to stop that lead extending quite significantly further. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think Sanya was the one that was getting punished. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was having a hard time. Um, she was down to the third last fight, so almost certainly considered the, the, the weakest of the Indian fencers. Yeah. Um, I mean, in each of the... Each of the fights that she did, she got off to a good start. I think in all, all three of them, yeah. she would f- she would score the first couple of hits. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I, you know, almost against my, my sort of attempts to be neutral, apart from when Scotland are involved, uh, you know, kind of wanted her to go on and and, and contribute more to the team effort. Because yeah. there were some nice, nice, nice touches, but it she just seemed seemed a offense that was slightly less fully formed than the other two in the team. Yeah. Well, we talk we talk about arts of uh, relative. Uh, a lack of the technical aspects, knowledge of the technical aspects yeah. of Sabre. And I, so I'm going to credit the man that helped me just before the final, uh, Pat Jennings, who's come and done a couple of commentary stints on your, your days off. <laughs> um, and, uh, he, 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 he really knows his stuff and he wrote down on a piece of paper some, some information about the teams. And I think what he said was spot on. Cal was the, was the, the danger player in in the Indian team and that he felt that the English fencers would try and keep everything in the middle mm-hmm. against the other two and what Sauer did uh, what sorry what Sanya did was she started really well by pushing off the line yeah and the English girls were going backwards yeah uh, they were starting to go in and they were looking to draw you know either a uh, distance trap or para post mm. And after after the first two hits, they went, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. And it stayed in the middle and they punished Sanya that way. So yeah. Pat Jennings, thanks for your insight because it, 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 it's exactly how it played out. Mm. Apart from Pat, Cower uh, wasn't performing at the level perhaps she did in the individual. Uh, she, she had a strong first leg, but her the second leg that she did, which I think would have been what, the sixth, fifth or sixth? The sixth against Potter, yeah. Yeah, she did. Didn't didn't put in a, a, a strong one there, and, and Potter having lost her in a in the semi final in the individual with a yes. with a big comeback from Court. Yes, um, thoroughly got a revenge in in this leg. And can you remember what the score was? It was a, it was quite a bad beating. Five one. Uh, yeah. So it took it took uh, England from twenty five twenty three up to thirty twenty four up, which yeah. is a you know when you're getting into those final three legs, that's that's a in Sabre, it's not as much as we talked about. It's not as much as the other weapons, but a six-hit lead is, and going in that, you know, going in the direction of increasing yes, the lead. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, certainly it's a lead that you would rather have than let your opposition have. Yeah, yeah. And then, so then Sanya came on, and, and she actually did better in her last fight than she did yeah. in any of the others. She, she lost it 5-3 against uh, Robbins Wilkinson. So that eked out a bit more of a lead, 35-27 to England. And then Potter came on. She dropped a hit against mm. uh, Sundara Raj, who I thought actually fenced pretty well. You know, she, yes, I hadn't she did really. Right. She hadn't really registered with me um, in the individual event, but yeah, I was. Uh, I thought she was um, certainly up most of the way through the match. She was. She was uh, more than ably supporting uh, Core as the yeah, yeah she, well, she as the lead fencer. She outscored the English in all three of the fights. Yeah, so she she she, going, yeah. she beat she beat the English on no. in her little third of the match, but 
she was too far behind and uh, that that match finished 6-5 to against Potter the 7th mm. uh, the 8th sorry finished 6-5 to Sundara Raj and England went into the last leg 40-33 up yep I mean <sighs> okay do you want to call me out for my prediction Will you do as you say? I'll give him a one in 20 chance. Yep. Uh, I should have taken that bet. I should yeah. have just, I, you know, even 50p would have bought my lemonade. Would pizza you, it would, yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, 40, 33 out. And then. Um, With a, a repeat of the final, which uh, yes. English Shreya Anil had won, uh, had talked eloquently uh, to me. Yeah. After the event, explaining how she had made some technical changes during the fight and uh, changed her mindset. Um, yeah, I was I was super confident. <laughs> and, and to be fair, at the beginning, I mean, there were a couple of hits for Cow. You, you, you know, it, yeah, expected it, it, it very good fencer. Yeah. It happens and still comfortable. Still comfortable. thirty three. You know, went thirty five forty. Still, still comfortable. Yeah. Then uh, Shreya Arnold got a couple of hits. Yeah, uh, she was certainly forty three. 39 up. She may have been forty three. Yeah, no, that's, that's eight up. That sounds familiar. There was certainly a. Um, England had got to 43 when India were, were still sub 40. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, we thought that whilst it was starting to tighten up, mm-hmm. it, the was the in, finish was, was close. The finish was, was very close. Yeah. But, uh, I, I noticed, um, I don't really want to start getting t- too technical about this, but I noticed that there was just a little bit of tightness in the, in the sword arm shoulder. At she 43. did get, um, called a couple of times for, for kind of twitching on her attack. Hesitate. So there was attack, no, and, uh, Cora, getting given the, given the attack. And her eyes. Suggest tension. Yeah. Her eyes opened wide. The Indian's eyes opened wide. And yeah. she said, now I can see. I've fenced well to get to this point, but now I can see I've got a real chance. Yeah. And oh, what a finish! <laughs> what a finish! So she gets back. Cole gets to forty three, forty three, and it's and it's all one way traffic now yeah, going to India. Very much so, yeah. She's got herself right back in this, and she's going to go on and win it for sure. For some reason, Anil just goes right, okay, and relaxes, and all the tension goes, and scores a brilliant hit to yeah. go forty four, forty three up, and I'm going okay. The jitters are on. Yep. She's she wobbled at the line, but now but she's going to cross back it. Back on it, yep. Then, uh, you know, the the commentator's nightmare <laughs> where a, a brilliant attack comes out from um, from Core. Um, and it was, wasn't it? Was that, was that well, no, at 44? No, that was at 44, 44 all. all. So yeah. Core gets back into the fight with, I can't remember what the hit was to get back into the fight, but it was good. It, all these last few hits were absolutely brilliant. Go and watch them. Trust me, it's brilliant. So it gets to 44 all. And red light, India have won. Yeah. And just as you said, they've done. <laughs> just, yeah, just I just turned around and saw the card coming yeah, out from a false start. Yeah, just gone early, just a little bit early. Yeah, um, so yeah. What, I mean, the, t- the attack was uh, goes out quick, faints the chest, uh, and goes for the cart parry, and uh, core hits the flank. Yeah, nice hit. And both Com- fen- and both fences fenced it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like Anil put her hand up and said nope, she started early. Yeah, so yeah. so. Back on the line, 44 all. Let's have another try. And it, we were both, do, 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 you know? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> so, I don't think you can handle this. <laughs> I don't know what they, I don't know how they did. Um, well, just, and then this just unbelievable fairy tale story continues and 
Core does go and get the last hit. Yeah, and, and with the, with the same hit. Yeah, the same hit that she but, just scored with, which had been uh, annulled for the for the false start. Bravery, and and you know that's we, you've been talking about patterns of Saber, yeah. and she's gone. I uh, think I might do that again. Yeah, because uh, I don't think she thinks I'm going to do that again. That's right, and, and presumably Shreya's thought process was. She won't do that She'll again. never do that again. <laughs> so after getting a yellow card and she, and, but you think about it, you know, yellow card at 44, 44. Mm-hmm. Now, cool. has got to be so careful about coming off the line because if she goes early yeah, again, again, yeah, you're losing it, a card. It's gone and it, you know, it's gone without fencing. So, um, just wonderful celebrations at the end with the, the Indian team. And you got a chance to speak to the Indian, one the, the Indian foil coach before. Uh, the the final. Yes, I did. Uh, I'd, I'd spoken to various Indian um, coaches and referees during the day because because the the Indian success has been really the story of the championships. I, I wanted to get I wanted to get more info, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I spoke to uh, a variety of a variety of Indians during the course of the day, and uh, their um, their foil coach. Uh, Came over and joined, joined me in the commentary box during the break between the men's fourth final and the start of the, the women's saber, uh, and gave some really interesting insight about, uh, about the development of Indian yeah. fencing and, uh, the, the sort of struggle that Indian fencers face in terms of, uh, developing and getting out into the world scene and, uh, coming to this. And, uh, I mean, really fascinating. Um, yeah. uh, I, I'm usually moderately shy about sort of promoting my own bits of chat, but, you know, force yourself to, to go and listen to me. Um, talking about a little bit saber, uh, just to hear the, this tale. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was great, Sean. I, re- I was sitting there listening. I, I ducked out and um, and uh, you know quite rightly let Sean have a chat with them because he's been talking with them all, all this week. So you 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 kind of you know you've had you've built up a rapport with them. And it was lovely to see you yeah, talking a, a about bit. yeah a about bit. what's going on and both coaches as well. I'm, I'm, mm. I, I can coach, but I don't coach much <laughs> at the moment. So nice to the two of you talking to each other. And so it set the story up for yes. the final, and then this amazing fight <laughs> happens, and it all comes from nowhere to to win it at the death, and and then you know the pictures, the celebrations are just you know fantastic and. Uh, yeah, a, gr- a great celebration. Just to explain the, uh, obviously the Indians go absolutely crazy when, when Core scores the winning hit and there's a lot of jumping up and down and shouting. And then, uh, you know, so, you know, joyous celebrations as you might expect, but you would expect that almost from any country. Absolutely. Any country. Then you have the medal presentations, which have to wait yeah, a reasonable amount of time to happen. Uh, the, the teams for the, the women's sabre are walked out to, uh, a, a sort of Bollywood soundtrack, which can set the tone up yeah. onto up onto the podium, presented with the medals. The traditional Indian national anthem is, is played, which perfectly okay, but nothing nothing that exciting. And then the medal ceremony finishes, and this Bollywood soundtrack comes comes on again. And at that point, all the Indians kind of rush the, rush the finals piece in the podium, and they're dancing, and the the team are jumping up and down, and it was just a totally joyous atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and then you know other teams come and join in. The Englishmen's foilers had obviously just had a good day, came and joined in. Toby Carter leading the uh, leading the Scottish assault on the on the dance floor, and it was just an amazing joyous scene. I'm I'm so glad that I witnessed it. 
Yeah, it's and you'll be able to. Everybody will be able to watch it now. It'll be on. Yeah, it'll, all, all, it'll be all over social media. Now. Absolutely, just absolutely. Going, I'm sure the championships would have posted something on their um, social media as well. So if you want, if you can't find it, go and go and look for CJJCFC 2018 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's it's, it's amazing, and it it's kind of summed up the what they've what they're bringing to the sport. You know, yeah, it's just. Phenomenal, and uh, yeah, they they a country of one point three billion people uh, are getting behind the sport of fencing. Yes, they watch, are. Watch out for the Indians. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I say, I'd been chatting to a few of the Indian guys over the last couple of days, and uh, I finally got my my Indian interview after after the celebrations had finally calmed down following the women's saber. Um, so I spoke to Aaron Rajkumar, who is the Sabre coach for the Indian team. He must have been a happy man. <laughs> he looked pretty cheery. Um, and Rashid, oh, I've forgotten his surname. And that's, that's Rashid. Not, I think Rashid Rashid's good. Did, yeah. yeah. Uh, who, he was a referee, but also one of the selectors and also a coach. And, uh, asked him a little bit about Indian fencing. And here's what they had to say. Aaron and Rashid, uh, thank you very much for, for joining me after a, another brilliant day's fencing for, for India. Um, Aaron, I'll turn to you first of all as a coach for the men's and women's Indian Junior Sabre team. Um, it's been a fantastic championships for, for India. Uh, how's, it, how's it been for you? Uh, actually, it was very nice because uh, the last time we had only uh, two, three, two to three medals. But right now we have almost 13 medals. Uh, in that almost, uh, now it's four medals from Saber. So I'm so much happy. It's certainly been a, an amazing kind of transformation for the, the Indian team. Uh, it's been a bit, a bit of a surprise for the, for the home nations and the other, the other participants. Um, d- tell us a little bit about how you, how you prepared for, for these championships. Uh, actually we have, uh, around, uh, around 50 to 55 days uh, long coaching camp that with the senior team and cadet uh, team also we have actually when we started with uh, a weapon wise uh, different camps or different centers in all over India after that we made a camp in one center and we have selected almost around 96 fences from that we have scooted 48 fences best fences from India so they are the best and they have proven that yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's been a bit, a bit of a nasty shock for some of our teams, I must say. Um, Rashid, I'm going to turn to you to ask just a little bit, of, to ask us to to tell us about the the development of Indian fencing and the sort of work that's gone into that uh, back in India and how it's how it's got to where it is now. <coughs> Sorry, uh, in. You know, in India, now the government of India, in collaboration with the Fencing Federation of India, they have a long development program for the development of fencing. And that is also uh, one of the reasons that our uh, fencing team has doing very good in this tournament. Uh, I'm telling you, the um, government of India has sponsored the whole, I, I mean, the monies to the player regarding their participation, regarding their you know expenses of their training, equipment, everything. Uh, because the government of India has planned to develop uh, Olympic uh, uh, sports. Those sports who are Olympics event, they are try to, you know, uh, push the, those sports so that India has achieved uh, medals in Olympics. So, and the Fencing Federation of India has, you know, doing a great efforts this time to 
promote more and more fencers to explore fencing talent in all over india so we have a different Uh, coaching center we have a different you know coaches programs and uh, all you know for the development of fencing in india it's produced um i mean really noticeable results here but you do, you do talk about the the longer term goal being being the olympics uh, the level of funding um required for that is is presumably a great a great deal um w- you you said that the the fences are supported and sponsors with their um equipment and and training and you know their their living expenses um but presumably to get more expen- uh, more experience they they'll need to start competing more at uh, uh, asian cadet circuit events and junior world cups senior world cups and grand prix eventually uh yes uh you know since last two years our team has continuously go uh, out to the participation in like asian championship cadet championship some circuit uh, tournaments some satellite tournaments on the result our team has shown a good result on this tournament and uh, our federation has a vision to uh, you know bring uh, to got a indian uh, olympics medals so this is the preparation period so some of the policies of the government of india that they sponsored the players for a long term i mean even now they are cadets no their age are 16 17 and government has you know scrutinized the players after scrutinize they spend coming 8 years the government of india has sponsored the players so that is a good uh, sign and we are very happy on the result that our fencers have shown uh, excellent you know skills and uh, gave a beautiful result so we hope that in coming you know days in coming competitions our fencers are doing very well that's it Rashid, thank you very much indeed. Aaron, I'm going to give you the final word as the, the, the coach to the, the Sabre team today. Um, brilliant results here. Um, what's, what's your hopes for the, the team that, that won today and, and the other fences that have been in this championships? Uh, you mean uh, Sabre? Yeah. Uh, when compared to other fences, like uh, our team got less exposure. I think this is the first competition they have playing in this year when compared to England uh, team. So I think they have proven they are the best and uh, definitely the long term camp they have uh, with the seniors they definitely have the plus to win the medals so I thank uh, all my coaches my seniors federation especially and uh, government they have helped a lot for keeping uh, and uh, another thing is like uh, thanks to a federation to uh, believe in young coaches also they have uh, they have given chances to young coaches attached with senior coaches so so that we we can also learn something and we can also prove that we are also one of the co- best coaches so it was a great great for working with the senior coaches and uh, uh, all the players out there guys thanks very much indeed for for giving up your time i'll, I'll let you go on with celebrating your win but it's been fantastic speaking to you and uh, i've really enjoyed uh, finding out more about indian fencing and I've absolutely loved the performances of your team this week. Um, good luck for the future. Um, I'm, I'm sure from what I've seen this week that there'll be a lot more to come and I really look forward to seeing that from Indian Fencing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So they were great guys. I mean, clearly in a, in the very best of moods following the, the Indian women's sabre win, but, uh, I thought it was fascinating to hear about the development of Indian fencing and the, uh, the Indian government's commitment uh, to, to looking at the longer, long-term development of the sport, how to get it from, uh, very much a, a minor player in, in world fencing with, with big goals and a, a long time with that support. Yeah. And I think, I think that, you know, you've, you've used, I don't, I don't want to state claim to your, your term, joy, the joy they bring. 
they're taking it seriously, you know, yeah. and clearly from the interview, you can hear about the investment that's being made and the long-term approach to the whole thing, which is required in fencing. You can't turn, you know, a, a good athlete into a good fencer in a couple of years. It takes, takes time to build technique and fight craft, uh, to get experience, to learn about the circuit, to learn how to fence to five and 15. Those things take time, but they, they, and they, and they are taking it seriously, but it's just, there's just something about their, the personality that they bring to the sport. I don't think I've seen in any other country anywhere in the world um, and another Asian nation rising up is only good for fencing yeah good for that region for sure which is already very strong mm-hmm. um, and yeah just I see Wales haven't done so well but I'm half Indian, Sean. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can. I've all of a sudden decided, uh, you know, <laughs> Scotland are doing all right, but you know, Nothing India is the, 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 my Indian middle hall. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Cream. You've had a great championship. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm very proud. Yeah, uh, I no, mean, really, really good. In, in all seriousness, really good. Really impressed with the the footwork that's coming out of them and the different styles within the team. Your three FPS very different from each other. Yeah. Three foilers, very different from each other. The Sabres, I mean, it's harder for us to say mm-hmm. too much about where the differences are, but, um, but oh, just the next big country potentially. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't doubt for a second that it's going to happen for Indian fencing because speaking to them today, um, I spoke to them a bit more about, the type of training that they do, their approach to it, their analysis, and it's thoroughly professional and committed and well thought through. And um, I'm not exactly sure how how old Aaron was, but my my co-commentator was. We were speaking to him later, um, 26, and he was saying that him and a lot of the younger coaches have said that. Have kind of taken the view that their own time has kind of passed. Yeah. They want to pass on their experience and yeah. knowledge almost immediately. Yes. Uh, to the younger fences and have, have turned to coaching early and they've been supported by the federation in developing that, working with more senior coaches, getting experience, bringing in coach to develop further knowledge and, um, the whole setup seems just thoroughly impressive, and I'm really excited about what's going to happen. They said what 2009 they were fencing. A number of the coaches yes. fencing in the in the Commonwealth, yeah. in the Cadet and Junior Commonwealth. <laughs> it seems I mean, ridiculously recent. And they just, and I think that I think it's an indication of one the commitment of individuals to do that. So, you Absolutely, know, at 26 yeah. years old, the guy can still be fencing. Oh, but, very much so. Yeah, but he didn't. Uh, you know, he he wouldn't have had the sparring partners around him, and he's gone. If I can get a bunch of kids to do this, I've now got enough experience to be able to coach them. Uh, I love my sport, and you hear that all the time. In fact, yes. I love my sport. Um, great, great guys. They're just—it's the personality that they. The, look, let's just—you know—say everyone in the world now. It takes if they if they're fencing on the international stage. There's a level. There's a minimum level required of. The, the you know the fitness and uh, health uh, strength and conditioning you know you're eating properly or those things now you know if you don't if you're not doing them you're not going to be on the international stage so they're doing all those things and it's the personality they bring to the to the whole thing i just it's wonderful yeah absolutely yeah i really do genuinely wish them well because they seemed a, a great bunch and yeah looking to make make big big strides so I think that's a I think that's a wrap for for day seven. Yeah, one more day to go, uh, and I'll tell you what, day eight's got a lot to live up to because day seven was 
blooming great. Yeah, finished a, a thorough high. So thanks very much for joining us again, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>